Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the uh, Super Rugby AU Round 1 Preview. Yes, Super Rugby is back. Isn't it exciting, folks? And sure, it won't be the Blues and the Hurricanes, but it will be other teams from across the ditch involved. And uh, joining me to go through all of this, uh, the, the games and the action, is uh, Cornflake Steve. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. It's good to be back. It's, it's been a, a fair old while, isn't it, since we've been here in this situation? But hey, we're back. Rugby's coming back. Uh, yeah, let's be happy, eh? Absolutely. Be happy and have a beer. Absolutely. Uh, so there we go. Cracking that healthy. one. Up. Drink water. With your water. that is actually a gin and tonic or a straight vodka. But um, hey, <laughs> it makes it look like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's that, right? Um, yes, rugby's back. So, folks, just to let you know, what are the New Zealand Sports Radio coverage going to look like for Super Rugby? Well, every Thursday evening um, at 8 p.m., we will be bringing you this preview show where we'll talk about the games that are coming up the next weekend. At Sunday at 8 p.m., we'll do our review show um, where we'll look at look back at the games on Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. We will also have the Driving Mall show covering all the hot topics in rugby, um, but not the specific games because we'll deal with those in the previews and the review show. And also, we will have some post-match reactions after some of the games straight away. Probably not this weekend, folks, um, but we will do going forwards. Um, so look out for all of that. Um, also, um, the uh, good to see two reviews from Cornflake today, apparently. So, uh, Cornflake, you've been uh, busy on it's your good. channel. Just the one. Just one review yeah. of two matches, I hope. Really? Review <laughs> you don't me. Oh, geez. You know what? We, we get stuff done here on, on my channel. It was, it was late. It was, it was different. But, uh, yeah, we got stuff done. It was good. It was fun. That's all that matters. Thanks. Good to see. Good to see. So, um, two games this weekend then. Reds versus the Waratahs and the Western Force versus the Brumbies. Yes, the Force are back. And boy, oh boy, aren't their Force. Um, we will uh, be running through that first. But let's kick off first with the Reds versus the um, Waratahs. Oh, folks, um, I have went through the squads um, three weeks ago now um, on the uh, Driving More show. And last this week, we went through and we looked at the first, uh, the, the match day 23s and the number of ages, age and caps of those sides. So uh, if you want to have a preview of the actual tournament, go back and watch those um, 
two driving more shows tonight. We're just going to preview the games. Um, so Reds versus Waratahs. Cornflake. Um, and I guess a new thing this season is that they're um, announcing all the squads nice and early. That's kind of cool, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's good for us, isn't it? Because <laughs> the earlier we can do our shows, the better it is. So it's uh, awesome to be able to see them uh, get a bit of a look at how they're going to line up uh, rather than, especially when we get into the introduction of the like, Sunday games and stuff like that later on the weekend. So good to get them out. Good to see what's going to happen. The only downside to that is how many changes we're going to have in the build-up to kickoffs. You know, we quite often get those late changes on a on a Friday team naming on a Saturday matchup. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen too much. But, you know, professional sport and all that sort of jazz. But, yeah, it's good to see the teams nice and early. Um, and it's it's good to be able to dissect them a bit more too, isn't it? And you see these new players, new names, especially in AU so far already, just from what we're seeing this weekend. It's it's refreshing again to see this Australia. Good chance to, to bash it out against each other and... We're seeing that straight away. New names, debutants in this matchup uh, off the bench. So it, it's it's good to see Australia. They've got to branch out. And like I've been saying for about two years now, get that fresh blood in 13. Michael Hooper, see you later. Bye. Missing you already. <laughs> um, so let's run through that uh, Reds lineup then. So Jock Campbell at 15. Jordan Pattaya in, in, on the wing on a, in a 14 jersey. Uh, Hunter Pasami in 13. Hamish Stewart at 12. And uh, Dungunu on the other wing. Uh, James O'Connor, unsurprisingly, at 10 with uh, Tate McDermott um, providing the ball to him. A front row of um, Dana Zander, Alec- Alex Maffey and um, Fotikia. Um, and I've got a butcher name already. It hasn't taken us very long, has it? Blythe and Uru in the uh, engine room with uh, Scott Young, McWright and Wilson as the uh, three uh, Lucys. Off the bench, um, Istana, uh, Hop- Hoopert, um, Tupu. Smith, um, Tui Tulami, uh, Tui, Tui Laya, uh, sorry, um, Sarovi, Hegarty, and um, Drew Esi, uh in there. So only about half the team have butchered <laughs> with pronunciations. I'm sorry about that, folks. I am trying, uh, but my dyslexia means all those letters move around. So when it's, it sounds I'm not used to making, um, yes, fun and games. So I put um, Pattaya out in the wing. Bit of a surprise. Is it, though? I don't find that a bit of a surprise. I mean, you look at the, the talent that that backline has and the way that they kind of play with that backline as well. I, I I didn't think I'd ever say this, but I kind of like the fact that they've got the, the O'Connor Stewart 10 12 thing happening because it kind of fits the way that the Reds play. O'Connor's a guy that's going to go out there, he's going to be found out in the wing, he's going to run, he's going to run sideways, he's going to Damien McKenzie sometimes, he's going to take guys on, he's going to be caught in rucks, he's going to be covering at the back. He gets around the field, he plays the game, he's not afraid to get out and about and to make things happen. He's that sort of player. Um, Obviously, you know, in his early days, he wasn't a 10, was he? He was in in the midfield, a fullback. He was kind of a pataya of of, uh, 10 years ago. So he's the guy that's going to get out there and make things happen. That allows Hamish Stewart to play his game where he can adapt, he can cover uh, first receiver, he can get out and about and, and and cover that 10 jersey. And it gives him kind of, I guess, Pattaya can shift in as well. So it kind of allows everyone to kind of rotate around that whole back line and they know how to fill the roles that they're required to do. So you're not going to see static, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14 rugby from the Reds. You're going to see things mixed up. You're going to see things changed. Pattaya's a danger. He's a danger on the wing. You've seen him for the Wallabies um, and the fleeting chances he's had. He's a dangerous player. He can break tackles. He's fast um, and he's explosive. So his combination, like we seen last season with Paisami, will be key. 
But yeah, you can expect C. O'Connor. He'll be flying around all over the show. Just pick out a 10. He'll be there. Yeah, look, with Vunavalu, um, with, um, obviously suspended for this game after getting in an altercation with a... Uh, um, Oh, uh, with a bouncer at a nightclub. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that we'll see. Uh, we won't see him move to 15 in that two playmaker role that way, rather than 11, uh, rather than 10, 12. It might be 10, 15. Later on in the season, we'll see how 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 they try and fit all their players in. But um, yeah, exciting players, very young side, but with a bunch of, ex- of super rugby experience now. Um, these guys have been around for a couple of years. Um, we keep saying it's a young side by the Reds, um, but I'm not sure how much longer we can keep saying that as as an excuse for them not delivering. I think this is the season where Brad Thorne's going to start. Um, has got to actually actually uh, look at uh, being one of them. Uh, has got a side here that is down now as one of the main competitors for this tournament, and I think they'll, they'll, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that favourites tag going into a bunch of games. I think. Would you call them disappointing? It's like last season getting to that final. Playing, you know, getting right to the end. I mean, they, they're not they're not um, underachieving by any stretch of the imagination. I think this team is is certainly definitely improving, improving, improving. And I think the fact that you look at that team, and especially the pack, and the fact that they've left guys like Hooper and Tupo and those experienced guys to make an impact later, obviously that's not going to last all season long. But yeah, they're still developing. They're like, hey, yeah, we're on the up. We have got these young guys who are international players and in, in, in that level. But, hey, the next wave's still got to come through. They're not getting complacent with what they've developed so far. They're, they're advancing themselves quite well. And that's – I think they're certainly right up there. And for me, you know, I didn't get my chance to have a say on the preview of the season. So, anyway, I think the Reds, once again, are going to be right up there this season. They're going to be my favourites, certainly. Absolutely. Yeah, I think – well, well, I think I've got the Brumbies as favourites. Um, but they're definitely title contenders. Um, and yep. I think – we, we, but we shouldn't be saying, uh, yeah, oh, it's a young side. Oh, but no, no, these guys are title contenders. Age doesn't Prime. matter. Yeah, they're, 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 they're now um, starting to, yeah, be, be, be there. So up against the Waratahs with um, I mean, some names we recognise, but uh, quite a few, uh, several that were getting missing. So Maddox, uh, um, fullback with Newsom, um, and uh, Jane and, and Ram are the two wingers. Um, Perezi and Walton are your centres with uh, Jake Gordon and Will Harrison as the 9-10 axis. Uh, on the front row, Bell, Horton and Johnson Holmes. Um, and uh, Caird and Wetton in the engine room uh, with Harris, Tizano and Jack Dempsey as the Lucys. Off the bench, Porek, um, Fal- um, Faulkner, uh, Tatola, Williams, Sinclair, Grant, Edmid and Nakawazi. Um, I've got to spell that last one badly, but I guess the, the big difference for me with this Waratahs side is that bench in the fact that in, in previous years, you look at the bench and you recognise names this year. Uh, yeah, they, they don't have the same names on the bench. It is definitely a less uh, experienced side than we used to see from the Waratahs, isn't it? Yeah, massively. I mean, you spoke about the bench being less experienced. I mean, that starting pack is less experienced as well. That back row is... Uh, gone missing, isn't it? The the Michael Hoopers, especially. That's a, a massive, massive blow. Not have him in there. So this is, I think, a, a turning point for the Waratahs in terms of the future of that team. When you look through these players, there's some young guys, Angus Bell, Harry Johnson, Holmes. I think the guys are coming around for a long time. Uh, the props are certainly in good stead, I think, for Australian rugby. But yeah, there's a lot of issues I think in that pack. A, a lot to be discovered. Are these guys up to the task? Are they not? We will find out. We've got to find out this weekend as well. But what is interesting the most 
How is Will Harrison not a wallaby? I, it just blows <laughs> my mind. How? How? He is... Lomaseo Lola, was good last season. Okay, he was he deservedly so. But man, Will Harrison, he dragged around a bunch of old screaming grandpas with their Zimmer frames that really were just there to cash in a check. And he made them a half-decent team. He was really that linchpin of that side. How he didn't wear the, the gold of Australia, I don't even know. But I'm expecting another big season from him. He's got to continue to grow. He's got to drag Joey Walton with him. He's got to drag Polise. He's got to drag Newsom. And God, someone's got to drag Jack Maddox. Such a good player at the Rebels. You know, a real spark. A, a young guy. You know, you talk about the young guys growing up and becoming you know, uh, superstars or even stars at this level. Maddox has just fallen off the plane, and, and it's a real shame because he was an exciting talent. Waratah's got him. They thought they were getting a, a real good star, real sparky player in their back line. He's kind of, yeah, he's been a bit flat, and I think someone needs to drag him up massively. But this team, even more so now without probably that that star power, if you call that, that back row they used to have in that second row, the veterans now massively heavily re- relies on uh, Will Harrison to just settle this team down play smart rugby keep the structures don't let anyone do anything outside of what they're there to do so if you if you play it right give everyone their jobs you know get to a set piece play play your, your set plays and just do everything everyone knows on the training paddock try and make it like a training game as much as possible for them so they don't get overwhelmed and just yeah he's he's the key and he's got to get things right and it's it's big pressure on a young young man especially in that halves combination too with the captain of Jake Gordon who's you know, not a horrifically experienced guy himself, those two have to lead from the front. Absolutely. People like Hooper, Kirtley Beale, um, these guys who were the leaders of this team have gone. Uh, so yeah, it is going to fall on that 9-10 combination uh, massively. So uh, as you said there, yeah, the Waratahs pack needs to step up uh, front up against this Reds pack. Otherwise, it's going to be a very, very long night for them. <laughs> I've gone for the um, Reds by seven. Uh, as as we've as we both said, they they are one of the top teams, if not the top team in the competition. Uh, well, favourites, definitely most favourites. Um, what is your prediction for this one? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a decent matchup. You got to remember, this is first game of the season. Uh, Reds will definitely take a, a bit of uh, heart that they are, you know, at home. It's going to certainly help them as well, and and getting you know out there, people seeing rugby again uh, will be good. So that'll be definitely. You know, a plus for them. Uh, the Waratahs, yeah, inexperienced. We'll, we'll see what these guys are made of. But I've I've got the Reds uh, to do this one by eight points. I think it could be a bit more, but I think we're going to see a big impact off the bench. You're going to see tiring uh, youngsters, inexperienced players coming up against, you know, the ever-present Taliana Tupo. He's just a joy to watch as well. So expect big things off the bench from him. Better experience. Um Bit of spark, guys like Sarovi, and you've got that that calm head of, of a Bryce Higgins who's going to come on. And if Saint needs done, you know he's a guy who can chip over three points, and and he kind of just calm things down a little bit. More experience, like we see, a key word for this matchup. But yeah, Reds by eight for me. Um, should be entertaining though, and we'll, we'll get to see that next tier of Australian rugby, especially from New South Wales. Yeah, and it's going to be yeah, what you say. It's one. Uh, I'm not sure if they've got crowds or not for this one. Um, and uh, it's a changing situation in Australia mm. all the time. But if the, if if the own crowd is there, um, then I think it could blow out even more. If it's an empty stadium, that will, as you say, make it more like a training training run. That'll help the Waratahs um, keep it in uh, keep keep things in, in check. But I'm, yeah, Reds all day for me on that one. 
We then head over to the other side of the country for the Western Force versus the Brumbies. Uh, and um, boy, um, it's uh, the Western Force, it's kind of a, been a bit like um, supermarkets um, rush, hasn't it? Where you just <laughs> run around and just, just, just said, okay, yes, I'll have you, I'll have you, I'll have you, I'll have you um, with all these players. So um, if this is not the same Western Force team as you recognize as last year, there's a good reason why. Someone's been on a bit of a spending spree uh, with um, a very, very, very small part of his several billion dollars. Um, the, uh, so let's get into that Western Force side then. Rob Kearney, British and Irish Lion, Irish international um, at fullback, possibly the most experienced player in the whole of the competition. Yeah. Um, Byron Ralston um, and uh, Marcel Brocky um, on the uh, wings. Um, Kieran Drani and Goodwin um, in the centres there. Uh, good old uh, Brumbies um, combination against the Brumbies. Ian Pryor, Ian Pryor and John O'Lance are the 9-10 combination. Um, looking at the front row then, um, Robertson, Kaitu and um, Medrano um, across, across the front there. Yes, that is very much a, uh, an Argentinian name you just heard. Jeremy Thrush um, and um, Fergus Lee Warner in the engine room. Lozana, um, Kotika uh, and Stander are the Lucys. Coming off the bench then, ready. Wagner and Holmes for the front row. Macaulay, uh, Anstey, um, and then uh, Thomas Cabelli, another Argentinian, Jake McIntyre and uh, Richard Kahui. Um, look, an awful lot of uh, big names there, um, but um, quite a few names, as we've said before, with players like um, Jeremy Thrush, Richard Kahui. Uh, yeah, definitely at the uh, latter, and even, I guess, um, Tavita Kurandrani, getting towards the latter years um, of their careers. But, uh, yeah, not lacking experience, I guess you could say, for this team. Gee, where do you start? Where do you start on this team? Um, first things first, how good is it to see some Pumas in there? The, the Jaguares players, you know, they're good enough for this level. I mean, they've proven that internationally they're good enough at that, that level to stick it up with for the All Blacks and then the Wallabies. Not South Africa because no one plays them anymore, it seems. So it's good enough for them to play there. Super Rugby certainly that this is going to be great to see guys like Medrano, Lozano, Cabelli, who we've already seen at the Brumbies before. It's almost a reunion, isn't it, um, with the old team. So awesome. Those guys are going to make a huge difference as well. Having a big guy like Medrano to to uh, shore up that front row. Awesome. Lozano, big ball carrier, uh, a disruptor. He is just, you know, the typical Argentinian back row. Uh, he's going to be passionate, as they always are, and that's just something that that team uh, missed. But what I think is going to be the biggest key for the side, as you mentioned at the start, Rob Carney, he is a calm, cooling, experienced head. And I think that he's a, he's a rugby, uh, clever rugby player. He's got the, the Ben Smith brain. He knows the game. He can read the game. And that, I think, is what, that is what the force have been missing. A guy of this experience that can be in the right place at the right time. He, he's, he's not a little you know, flea in a, in a room finding looking for something to play on to he's, he's a clever player who's going to give them that stability at the back which I think is something they, they really really missed um last season without that sort of player there so I think he's going to be massively key for them but Kieran Drani oh, you know last season what did he go oh you'll sign for the Western Force yeah and what did Rugby Australia go oh game one of next season or game one for the four six season Brumbies <laughs> oh yes exactly uh Godwin Kieran Drani um Cabelli you know the list goes on what a what a perfect style for them so that's going to be interesting are we going to see much you know of a, of a grudge match there will be keen to see but what I think for Kieran Drani this is 
the move itself is huge because he was a man I think that was really lacking uh, motivation in the last couple of seasons. He's just not been the good player that he has been over the years. So whatever it's, the case has been for him, now he's at the Western Force. He's really got to be that guy in the back line that stands up and drives his team forward. He's got to be that key midfield option for them and he's got to get that game back um because i mean if he can't demand a starting spot in the western force team as internationally uh brilliant as they are um you know his career certainly is on the downward spiral like you say so this is a huge season for him to rediscover that love that spark uh that ability that passion for the game and i think the force is probably uh, one of the best places for him to do it so yeah huge season for a lot of these guys uh bernard stander massive uh huge player last season so Good players, good names, high hopes. <laughs> yeah, I guess, so the, the main problem here is, as, as, you, as you said, look, as, as I've said, there's lots of new names in this side. Kearney, Kirindrani, Lazana, Medrano. Um, these guys have not played with each other or with anyone else in this team. Um, so, look, the, for me, I think it's going to take a few rounds for the force to gel. And that's going to be my main thing is, is, yes, lots of experience, lots of good players. But how um, they're going to have to play a very simple game plan initially, um, while they all get to um, know each other, know 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 how each other plays. So that's that, that to me is that the going to be the issue with this, this side. Um, they've, they've, as you say, oh, as we've said, they've got all the experience in the world. Up against them, then um, the Brumbies, uh, Tom Banks, Muirhead, uh, and Hansen make the back three. Um, Ikatua and Simone in the centres there. Nick White. Uh, Noah Lolisio, uh, the uh, um, Wallaby uh, in the 9 and 10 jerseys. <laughs> Across the front row, James Slipper, um, Falu Fayanga uh, and uh, Alan Alatoa. In the engine room, Neville and Swain with uh, Valentini, Brown and Samu um, in the back three. Off the bench, McInturney, um, Lloyd Ross. Uh, front row, Frost, Tom Kuzak. Um, Longerun, uh, Pastura and Finis Lily Iwasea um, are the um, off are your replacements off the bench or the finishers, um, as Eddie Jones likes to call them. There for the um, for the Brumbies, um, again, the, uh, a very very solid fifteen. Some question marks perhaps in the engine room there um, with um, Swain and Neville. I think there's going to be some question marks across the uh, Super Rugby AU about the engine room because the uh, locks seem to be in very high demand internationally at the moment. But um, again, but look, uh, experience right throughout that starting 15, um, the uh, perhaps not quite so off the bench um, as much as perhaps we've uh, ex um, seen in the past from the Brumbies, but that, that, that first 15 have played together a lot. They know how each other plays. There's a lot of Wallabies in there. Um, they've got to come into this tournament as favourites. Um, I, I believe anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they have to, um, based on last season. And then the fact, like you say, this team is pretty much the core of what it was. The squad as a whole has all those familiar names. You know, you speak about that second round, that back row, but Rob Valentini, Jerome Brown played a lot of rugby uh, off the bench uh, last season. So they've definitely, you know, they've been in that side. They've been in the in the atmosphere. So they're not strangers to this team or not strangers to the way they play. Unlike, like you say, with the force straight in, uh, straight into the team. So it's kind of, that's why they're the top tier of Australian rugby because they have that continued evolution of players coming through. They've been uh, 
well, getting these guys ready for this sort of situation and for this level. I think Nick Frost is a guy that's probably going to see a lot of rugby uh, as a young up-and-comer in that second-row position. That's quite um, well problematic for teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he'll be key for them over the season. I think they'll work him into the starting lineup as time goes on. Injury dependent, obviously, whether he will last the whole season. But he'll be a guy definitely that will become, I think, one of their front runners uh, in that second row and probably uh, maybe for Australian rugby as well in the future. But, yeah, we talked about the Waratahs. With uh, good old buddy Will Harrison, but yeah, not a lot of CO, much the same situation for him. Probably not the easy ride that he would have had last season with that pack. It's it's not as strong, but yeah, we can still expect the same things for that front row. We could probably expect the same sort of things from the way that they're going to play, and we can expect that they're going to play 80 minutes of rugby, which I think is the one thing that they've got an advantage over the Western Force is that we know that the Brumbies are going to be there or thereabouts, and they're probably going to pick their game up as it wears on, the hour mark plus is when they're probably the most dangerous and finishing games. They're very good at that against Australian oppositions. They showed that in the past, and I expect there'll be more of that um, this season as well. The pack's going to see the ball. I do feel sorry for the likes, you know, Simone, Hanson, Muirhead, Banks, um, maybe, you know, have to force kick a lot. This will be their chances to really run and have some fun and play, but it's probably going to be defensive work. Uh, grind the game down. The Brumbies, that's the sort of style that they play. And you expect to see Flaufwanger up there in those try-scoring charts at the end of the season yet again. He will rival even the best outside backs. He is the man, number two. Uh, yeah, it's odd to see them up there, but that's that's the Brumbies. They're going to play that same. You just you can't go away from that, can you? It's the way they play. They, they just mould this team in that sort of style. So I expect to see more of that. And it should be quite exciting to see as well how they combat, hopefully, what will be an exciting Western Force style of play because last season probably their downfall in a lot of situations as well is that they tried to be a little bit too expansive and things. Um, they got the guys, they're going to keep doing that. You know, so you're going to see a lot of ball outs, the likes of Rolston, which is going to mean your defensive duties for the Hansons and the newer heads, the banks at the back. So that'll be an interesting conflict of styles. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see that and hopefully it is, uh, you know, exciting and, and the Western Force at home. Uh, something they didn't do last season, much like the Rebels. So it's going to be great to, you know, like we've seen in the comments there, 50% crowd. So crowd or no crowd, it's home. And it's something they didn't experience last season. So I think that is going to be a big, big factor for them just to be in that stadium with their home, you know, venue. That, that's a massive enough thing for them. Passion. Um, and, you know, we know what those Perth boys are like when, you know, they get that, uh, the fans you know, really oh. pump it in there. They're a bit of a, a breed of their own out that sort of way, aren't they? They just they just love getting behind their team. Absolutely, yeah. The the um the the wall of blue or the sea of blue, whatever it's got the, uh, sea, of the, blue. Yeah. the sea of blue, they'll be uh, they'll be totally behind them. Uh, admittedly, only half this Western Force side will actually recognise their home ground, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the rest of them will get used to it. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, you've mentioned it here. Is yeah, that this is the ten man rugby, perhaps tad harsh, but for for the, for the Brumbies, they can turn it on at times, mm. but they're going to play a controlled game uh, against a team that doesn't have the, that, that lacks that connectivity. Um, expect the Western Force to look good going forwards, but also expect them to leave some serious gaps defensively um, as they as they don't know whether the player inside or out them is going, uh, is going to go or is going to stay. Um, and that's going to create gaps for the Brumbies to take advantage of. Um, this game line analytics, um, with them, oh, I've gone blank as to the um, the the ex the ex Wallabies prop who is the, who runs that thing, um, but uh, he talks a lot about that new that um, teams with low connectivity, which is clearly this Western Force, will score points or can score points, but they'll leak points uh, more importantly, and that's where 
Um, it takes time for that connectivity to work, which is where I think Western Force defensively will improve over the week. So don't look at this team, don't look at this, this result and go, oh, well, the Western Force is going to leak points all year. They won't, um, but they might do initially. Um, so hence, I've gone um, Brumbies only by five, actually, uh, I think, uh, which is perhaps a bit low. Um, but um, I think I think the Force will actually score quite a few points as well. <laughs> I was just thinking as you're talking about that, I was like, man, Paul's going to go big here. He's going to go on the 20s. He's going to go for a big margin. And then he just lets me down with a five. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see a chance for the force, what needs to happen. And we saw it last season. It's more of the same. Get out, fire up, get some points on the board early, lead at the half, and just try and just work your way out to the very bitter end. That's what it's going to be about. It's going to be fun for a start. It's going to be a grind at the end. Poor players on the bench. Um, that's going to be the big, uh, well, the big chance for the Western Forces as if they can play that sort of style. I've gone the same margin as you. I've, I've gone by five because I want this to be exciting. Uh, I think it's a potential to be an exciting uh, close matchup. So I, I would like that to happen. Uh, the Brumbies can often not really, you know, like they, they're not going to hit their straps and just be like bang, 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 try scoring frenzy. They, they work their way, and it takes them often time to score their tries. Early season jitters, maybe, you know, it's a game of luck. Things could mess up uh, for them. They only have to lose a couple of chances. The Force is going to be a team that will run chances and they'll go from anywhere they can. If there's a sniff or an opportunity, they'll go for it. So, yeah, it's potential to be exciting, potential to be close, but it's going to need uh, a a big start for the Western Force. Get out early and try to withhold the Brumbies off at the end and I'm, I'm hoping for an exciting one and a five-pointer at the end and a good start to the competition and, you know, get people all involved and all happy. Yes, that was exciting. That was fun. It's Australian rugby. It's normally rubbish, but, hey, that was cool weekend um, and look forward to the next one. So, yeah, that's the dream. We all live the dream, eh? We all live the dream, absolutely. And, look, it's great to have Super Rugby back this weekend, both games on Friday night. Um, so, folks, it gets a bit late. Um, obviously, by the uh, for the second game, uh, finishing after midnight. So, um, but looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, and uh, obviously, Super Rugby Altero will be joining us next weekend. So we'll have four games to preview next week. Thank you so much, um, Steve, uh, for your uh, contributions this evening. Go, folks. Do go check out the Cornflake um, uh, YouTube channel. That's what I'm looking for. Um, don't forget, you can um, follow Museum Sports Radio on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And we're also out there as a podcast as well. So you can listen to recordings. Also, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio and become a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio um, as well. Thank you, Stephen. Um, And let's watch some good rugby this weekend. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.